G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some more insights today around developments in Lebanon, where the city of Beirut was devastated by that huge explosion earlier this month. So many are comparing the explosion to a nuclear blast. Such is the impact of 3,000 tonnes of ammonium nitrate. Well, Australian missionary Millard Sleeman left Australia back in 2002 to be a missionary in Lebanon with the mission organisation Global Interaction. And there he became the Dean of Students at the Baptist Seminary for over five years. Millard and his family planted an English-speaking church called Christ the King. And Millard is in Australia presently due to COVID and is monitoring closely the developments that are going on in Lebanon. He's joining us. Milad, uh, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Milad, you lead the Christ the King Church in Lebanon and you're in Australia because basically with COVID shutdowns and uh, problems there, you decided to come home for a short while. I came actually before COVID uh, to do home assignment uh, with uh, Global Interaction, which is normally done every two or three years. And so uh, COVID hadn't hit. And then after I had finished my home assignment or in the middle of it, actually, uh, COVID hit and uh, we were no longer able uh, to leave the country. So you'd be back in Lebanon now if you could be, but at the moment you're restricted. Correct, correct. So we were due to uh, leave uh, at the end of June, uh, but uh, our tickets were cancelled by the airliners and uh, also the Australian government is not encouraging people to go as well as our mission. And so we're waiting for the right time to be able to go back. Yeah, we would have loved to have been there regardless of the blast or anything like that. It's wonderful to be where where God wants you to be. So regardless, uh, we're thankful to the Lord. Can you still lead a church from Australia in Lebanon uh, via the means of Zoom and some other modern technologies? I think uh, partially you can lead, uh, not fully, but uh, we have been and uh, I've been able to preach online. I've been able to call every day uh, different people from our church, uh, also the uh, associate pastor. Uh, we meet regular on uh, on Zoom or on WhatsApp and uh, we discuss and uh, we plan things. And so I've been able to daily uh, keep in touch with the church and the people and uh, able to help in whatever way I can, uh, the leadership team and the church. Uh, Milad, your church, as I understand it, around 150 strong and about 20 minutes away from the blast location. Were any of your people caught up in the devastation from the blast? Uh, yes, we uh, we had one lady who's a, a principal of a school 
I got thrown about four meters uh, across the road and because uh, she was near the blast and uh, got a number of stitches in her head. Um, her uh, son and uh, his fiance got also impacted. Uh, other people uh, we have working there just across, uh, just it's just left before the blast, like minutes, and uh, some got their businesses, uh, offices uh, damaged, their cars damaged. So a number of people have been impacted, their houses, uh, apartments that are close by in the area also got damaged quite uh, yeah, significantly. And um, had they been in there, they would have, uh, some of them would have lost their lives. But thankfully, not one was killed. A few injuries and mostly material damages. Uh, but we're thankful that uh, they were all protected by our Lord. And, uh, you know, they're more, I guess, shell-shocked, more uh, traumatized and uh, looking through a tunnel with uh, very little light at the end of it uh, due to so many things going on in Lebanon before the blast and uh, that was like really uh, had taken them over the edge, uh, way, way over. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that they really are struggling with at the moment. I know you have a strong team that supports your work there with Christ the King Church in Lebanon. Uh, with 300,000 people left homeless, and as you say, so many left traumatised, not only uh, with those within your church, where you would expect there'd be levels of pastoral care for those who've gone through that, but but in some sense here, uh, the church has an opportunity to speak into those broader communities. Uh, you know, 300,000 people left homeless. Uh, is this for your church? Are they seeing it as a, an opportunity, or are they still reeling under the the difficulty and the challenge and the trauma of the event? I think both. I think, you know, uh, sometimes you you might get an injury, but you keep on going and doing what you have to do. And I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think uh, no one is not touched and impacted in some way or another. But at the same time, you know, you nurse your injury and uh, with the grace of God and you go outside of your uh, need and you start reaching to others. And I think that's what we wanted to focus on. For those who are able, we have a wonderful team uh, that's going down with, uh, I guess, food parcels, uh, also buying maybe medicines or things for, for the people, uh, showing love in practical ways, but also praying with them, um, looking for opportunities to counsel them, uh, to help them know the Lord Jesus. And in whatever way the Lord would open doors, I think we want to be able to be uh, allowing God to take care of us and heal us, but at the same time, uh, look forward and go forward and help others because at the same time you get helped while you're doing that. Some people are, I guess, not able, and so they're looking at different areas of their life and uh, how to cope with and so that's understandable as well. So uh, we're working on two fronts. And you were the dean there at the Baptist Seminary for many years. As I understand it, the seminary which has dormitory accommodation, all that's being used to help house the homeless right now. Yeah, thank God. Uh, we, uh, The president of the Baptist uh, Bible College and uh, the team there has opened up the place since uh, all the students are not there uh, mostly. Uh, so they are using it in a wonderful, constructive way uh, to uh, reach out to the community and build bridges and show the love of Christ, uh, as well as uh, LSESD, uh, run by, uh, headed by Nabil Costa, our brother, uh, who's in our church, uh, is also doing a phenomenal job 
with his team uh, reaching out in many different ways. Some will remember I was talking to Nabil just recently. Hey, when you've got such devastation, and uh, to even quote Nabil, Beirut is destroyed. Uh, when you had people in Beirut before the blast who were already struggling under uh, dreadful corruption and challenging environments, uh, low-paid jobs, if jobs at all, uh, people were already struggling, and now compounding all of that is the explosion. How are the people in your church uh, able to survive in the circumstances? To be honest with you, it is with great difficulty, but because we have faith in the Lord, that is an element, no psychology, no philosophy, uh, no positive thinking can do. Only the Spirit of God can, that lives in you can bring a comfort of another sort where the Holy Spirit comes alongside and encourages you and empowers you and gives you hope beyond hope and causes you to look at the things which are not seen for we, because we are eternal people and our home is not this earth and having faith in Christ does give us that edge, that ability to look beyond even though at the same time you are nursing pain and trauma and shock and needs of physical and emotional uh, yet I believe that the people of the Lord have that strength that is deeper than what the average person would have because of the Spirit of God living within them and the hope that we have. Uh, we know that we have a hope. We know that our names are written in the Book of Life. When you know that, uh, there is a, a greater purpose, a greater meaning, and there's a greater power that encourages us, which is the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, uh, I thank God that they have that and they are able to look out beyond themselves or at the same time, they're able to take comfort from the Word of God, from the relationship they have with the Lord and His Holy Spirit residing in them. So I believe that in the midst of darkness, as Isaiah said, there will be darkness, but the Lord will rise upon you. The Lord will shine His light upon you. I think it's amazing that when the people of God go through difficulties, it is wonderful to see how God empowers and rises upon us in that darkness to give light to ourselves, but also to others through us. And so I see that encouragement. I see that in them, and I'm thankful for that. Milad, talking about Lebanon, uh, the criticism that comes whenever I talk to someone from Lebanon is the dreadful corruption in government and the anticipation that it's a long road back uh, from such a dreadful incidence as this explosion. What are your thoughts for how Lebanon might be back on track to get back on its feet? Because with a corrupt government uh, in power, it's very difficult to make things happen. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on how things might uh, progress on the road back? To be honest with you, there's a lot of clever people out there who have all kinds of thoughts and theories, and uh, uh, but they have not been able to implement any of that. I find just a simple example. I say that, you know, it's like having train tracks that lead nowhere. And no matter what train you put on that tracks, it's going to go nowhere. So for us, uh, firstly, we need a miracle from God to remove the train tracks and put train tracks. We're talking about government structure and leadership, real 
train tracks that have a purpose, that know they are going somewhere, they are functional, uh, they take you along that journey to a place. And so as, as long as we do not have these train tracks that really work, that really take you places where they can establish infrastructure, where it can establish a proper uh, leadership and government and ability to harmonize between the different sects in our country, uh, it will not work. So no matter what government comes in, it's like a train, just putting in a train, a beautiful train or a bad train, doesn't matter what train you put, it's going to go nowhere because actually the foundation, the tracks themselves don't work. And actually... There has been a missionary who went to Lebanon about in the 1800s and wrote back home to England what he thought of Lebanon. He thought the way that it is uh, constructed, the way that uh, it is organized, the government structures and the different uh, religious uh, sects, uh, it does not work. And that was the 1800s and still hasn't worked. Okay. The government structure doesn't work because it's made up of all sorts of different people coming from all sorts of different Correct. religious backgrounds and uh, it's not a great recipe for working together and having great success. And it That's does correct. appear to be that when aid money comes into Lebanon to help people get back on their feet, uh, there are so many that are trying to avoid any way of giving money through the official authorities and uh, trying to get it straight into the hands of uh, NGOs, mission organisations and even local churches like yours. Is there a way, listeners to our conversation today, uh, can get some level of support to you directly into your church? Um, yes, uh, we... Um I guess uh, as a church, uh, we, through a number of people who've sort of felt to give through our church instead of some of the other organizations, uh, we've had to open ourselves to that option. And so, yes, uh, people can, uh, by calling myself, I'm able to uh, recommend a number of ways that they can uh, give where it goes to our church and it will go solely to uh, distributing food parcels and buying things for people's needs and uh, serving the community as best we can as a uh, as a church. And so there, there is ways. Uh, it can be through global interaction uh, or it can be uh, through connecting uh, or contacting myself and then uh, offering a number of options where they feel comfortable. Uh, or people like uh, uh, Nabil Costa, that already the organization, uh, that is a wonderful place as well. So there's a number of options. We're happy to uh, consider whichever one people feel comfortable and led by God to support through. Well, no matter how much is given, there'll always be a need for more in the current environment in Lebanon and especially in the city of Beirut where it is a disaster zone, 300,000 homeless. And uh, yeah. thankfully, as you say, as your church is 20 minutes away from the bomb site, uh, there is opportunity here for uh, some connection into the wider community. And no doubt people have pushed further inland towards where your church is now and uh, looking for some way to survive. Uh, you mentioned uh, you can connect with you, and I'll, I'll encourage listeners to Google Christ the King Church. You can connect with Christ the King Church on Facebook. Uh, you also mentioned Global Interaction. That's a mission organization and uh, simply Google Global Interaction and you'll be able to connect with our guest today, Millard Sleeman. 
S-L-I-E-M-A-N. Millard Sleeman. Millard, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. My dear brother, thank you so much. Great to meet you and great to be on with you. And uh, God bless to uh, every listener. And uh, may the Lord uh, and his kingdom come and his will be done in our lives and in Lebanon and in Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.